I'ma need all the fries you can give me, all the hot sauce, all the pie you can give me. Better be all or nothing. Don't have me in the middle. You better be all you can. Get high than the limit. Super fly for the dumbos. Plenty slides like a shuffle. Hit the cadence for my young bitch. Everyone, uh, welcome to Situation Potty, a sitcom discussion podcast. It's been a while. Um, we're here. We're back. Um, we're here to talk some sitcoms. I'm your host, Leighton, and I'm here in San Francisco with, uh, uh, we've got Alex down in SoCal. How are you doing, Alex? Doing well, doing well. And we've got uh, Damon all the way over on the East Coast uh, so after surviving uh, Hurricane Florence, I assume. Yeah, I, I was out there with you during the hurricane, dog. I was in the East Bay. <laughs> I was okay. in incredibly pleasant, pleasant in California. Uh, I, as uh, we call that here, uh, middle of nowhere, yep. where families live, and that, no, there's nothing. And that is exactly what it nice is. Nice. Strip malls and office parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I once went there. I once went to Pleasanton because that is where the Alameda County Fair is. It took oh. me as, as, as a guy who does not have a car. It took me an hour and a half, actually almost two hours to get there by. By train. Yeah, well, it's the last stop on the uh, on the yeah. blue line on the BART. Yeah. Jeez, is it that far away? Yeah. And then I had to catch a bus. Yeah. Uh, but I had a good time. It was a county fair. It was, it was blazing hot, which is something I'm not used to in the Bay Area. Yeah, because there's, I mean, it is it is real. <laughs> there's no there's no sea breeze over there, bruh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. So guys, so you know, uh, we're gonna just talk some sitcoms, and I think a great way to ca- kind of catch up on what's going on with sitcoms is just to look at the recent Emmy Awards. Um, let's talk about the um, Emmy Awards. Um, we'll start with the outstanding... Should we start with the outstanding comedy series? Do you want to start with the Big Bang or do you want to start with some of the... Uh, yeah, let's just start with... I mean, it, it kind of dominated hey, hold and on. overshadowed everything. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, Alex. What was you saying something else? Oh, I just like how, you know, Layton slipped into Big Bang. <laughs> like he always does. Like I'm not stupid. He slipped it in, and you let it slip. You let it slide, Damien. He slipped that in specifically because he stands for Big Bang. But I don't hear him say I, anything about Young Sheldon because it's terrible. Uh, young canceled. Uh, <laughs> young canceled. Um. So the young, marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, <laughs> winner is our winner of uh, outstanding comedy series for 2017, 2018. TV TV uh, year. Um, it's an Amazon series. It's the uh, it, it beat out Atlanta on yeah. FX, Barry on HBO, Blackish on ABC, Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Return of Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO, Glow on Netflix, Silicon Valley, and uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. First question uh, that I'll ask you guys is not if Miss Maisel deserved to win, but what do you think about just the nominated list uh, of of shows here is that a solid representation of the best shows of the um of the 2017-2018 year i thought so i mean it makes sense mm-hmm. you know curb so here's the thing when you throw a curb on there curb is the exact same show it's always been mm-hmm. it's not particularly better than it was before but if at one point it was one of the best shows on television and it's the exact same show, do we no longer care that it's still the same show? Like, are we just downgrading because that's what it is? Like, I don't know. Uh, I think the whole deal is it's the whole phase that everybody's caught up 
in shows being brought back after being gone for some time. Yeah. And Curb, honestly, is probably, it's honestly the first one, I think, that came back and actually worked out of all the shows they've brought back. That I actually, like, like, I didn't think they missed the beast. Right. Like, it just went right back to where it was. So yep. I do think it's part, it's two things. One, in part, it is everybody was happy with the revival to bring back a show. And Curb was such a big phenomenon when it aired and when it was on. And it, it catapulted Larry David to another level past the stratosphere he had already, you know, broken. And to have it come back, have it not miss a beat compared to everything else that returned, you know, in that sense of shows they brought back. I think it was deserving of an Emmy because it's hard to have a show that's been off the air for how long was Curb off the air? What four or five years? More than that. Not uh, like, it was six years. It was six, six years. years. Okay, yeah. six years, and then to come back and really hit its stride, you know, kudos. I think it does deserve an Emmy nomination. I don't think it's a dead or just a baseless Emmy, nom- Emmy nomination at all. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Now, uh, again, another question before we get into Marvel's Insecure: Which one of these shows should be dropped for Insecure? So I, I was, I was gonna say the same shit. Continue, Alex. Alex, uh, which one of these shows should have been dropped for Insecure? Ugh. Uh, outstanding comedy series. Yeah, outstanding comedy series. Kimmy Schmidt. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Yeah. Glow is also a possibility, but no, no, no. Glow, glow, glow was glow's a darling. I, I okay. I don't think it's a comedy though. It's a dramedy, right? But it's a Jim Cohan show. Like it's yeah, a dramedy. It is. Know? But I feel like it's it's a dramedy in a way that it no longer fits with the other shows. The rest of these shows are funny. Ha ha. Outside of Atlanta, Atlanta's not really even a comedy anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like surrealism. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Like Glow, they had to fit it in comedy because you can't really fit it in drama, even though. For all intents and purposes, it's a drama. You yep. know, it's a dramedy. Yep. But I would think Kimmy Schmidt and then my second one would have been Silicon Valley because yeah. as much as, like, I enjoy Silicon Valley, like, it's not the darling show it used to be. Like, Mike no. Judge, I clap for you, but he hit a wall. Like, you know, I, he hit a wall. They had all the shit that happened with T.J. Miller. Miller. Yep. All of that shit happened there. Like, you know, I even heard, uh, what's Homeboy, Middle Church? Yeah. He's a bit of a, a douchebag now. Like Yeah, apparently he's really difficult to work with on set. And the only person that has like been the same is Kamel Nanjiani. It's Kamel Nanjiani. And we know hey, let's be honest, we know why that is. He's same this, dude. Same dude. We know why. Same dude. He keeps it humble. But I, I you know, that would have been my second show. Like Glow, Curb, Blackish, of course. You know, Barry gets it and Barry's Barry almost fantastic. sits with me at like glow level of being a dramedy. In Atlanta. So if yeah. I had to take it, it would be yeah. Kimmy Schmidt in Silicon Valley. Yeah, Barry, Barry is a dark is, comedy. Is it Barry. that Kimmy Schmidt was not good this year like I thought? Or um... Yeah, it just wasn't a good season. It wasn't a season worth an Emmy nomination. It yeah. really just became another Netflix show. I, I feel So here's the thing. Kimmy Schmidt became a show where the pieces are better than the whole. Every time Titus is on the screen, it is laugh out loud funny. That is true. They spent true. like the Jacqueline storyline is it, it's a waste. The it, like whenever Lillian is on screen, she is generally very funny. But if you use her too much, the stick wears out. Titus became the star of the show, 
Whenever mm-hmm. you start to focus too much on Kimmy, the show slows down. It just started to drag. Um, Her story doesn't have anything that pushes you. It's like, okay, correct. we get the fish. You get a fish out of water story that like keeps happening. Like she keeps learning about the world. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I, I'm glad they think that's a fun and comedy concept. But thinking about it, I was like, this is kind of twisted. Like this girl has been holed up as a captive most of her life, and she's trying to learn how to be an adult. Like, eh, how much fun can we poke at that? Yeah. You know, Titus, yeah, Titus, well, you know, like, honestly, yeah. here goes the thing about, like, talking about Kimmy Smith. You know what the best thing they did this entire season that was involved with the show? And I don't know if you guys saw it, but they did a little one-off, like, Netflix, like, 30, 45-minute, like, you know, mockumentary mm-hmm. uh, about John Hamm's character. Yep. And, like, this kid DJ. And Titus kept showing up, and then it was like, is it Kimmy Smith? And then once it can, you know, like once it connected and you knew it was a Kimmy Schmidt thing, like it was probably the smartest thing they had done the entire season. Well, the biggest part was John Hamm is so criminally Talented. underused in, in this. Comedy? Well, no, no, no. In this say, particular show. Like true. he like as the reverend, he is so good, but you can't really use him because the the part that he plays. So now you're in a place where you got to find a way to kind of keep the story moving and that kid down there, like that whole thing was really, really cool. But yeah, still there was no part of it to me that was funnier than Titus. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, the marvelous Miss May, Mrs. Maisel, um, yep. Amazon, I believe this is Amazon's first win in the outstanding comedy series. They've transparent. won transparent. Did they get yeah. transparent? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, Transparent oh was a darling. I completely forgot about that show. Oh yeah, because yeah, of Jeffrey Tambor, that shit went away. The Jeffrey Tambor. That shit went away. Yeah. <laughs> Wish they could have done the same with Arrested Development. So, yeah, they took their so, ball and went home, boy. Yeah, buddy. So we, we are on, this is season two of, is this season two of Marvelous uh-huh. Maisel? Or, season one. Yeah, or second season. season no, one. this is season two. Is it season? No, no season two. Season one. Nah. No, no, it's, it's it's the first season. They got nominated for the first season. Yeah, it's the first really? season. Really? It just came out. It just came Eight out episodes. in a way that we felt like we've been talking about this shit forever. It's only one season. It uh, right. it, it so, premiered March 17, twenty seventeen, I believe. And the first season just finished itself this year. Yeah. November 29, twenty seventeen. Actually, no, the pilot was in March twenty seventeen. You know, all right. I'm okay. Sorry. And then the, they, they dropped all the episodes on November 29, yeah. 2017. Oh, okay. So it's so it it's feels been, like that so show the thing had is, a second season. It's just been out for a year. Because it's been it's been it's been nine months since there were new almost ten months since there were new episodes. So, they said the second right, season's about to drop too. It's, it yeah. will stream in 2018. Oh, this is the sh- oh I keep forgetting the show is by Amy Sherman Palladino. Okay. Yeah. Oh no no this is uh this is uh Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. And that's why if I don't you're, watch the show. If you're familiar with the Gilmore Girls, Rachel Bresnahan and like the the pentameter of the way that they talk, it's you written just like yeah, that. It feels like it. It feels like familiar. all of it. Gilmore Girls, Bunheads, this like yeah. They all I talk forgot the same. about Bunheads. You're right. My wife put me on it this summer. Yeah. I don't. I didn't, I'm gonna admit I did right not, now. Not you didn't watch it late. No, no, no. I did I, not watch actually. Bunhead, I, no. I, I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed ever having to sit down with her and, and sit through an episode of Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. But mm-hmm. Bunheads, I was like, 
oh, this is good. I got questions. Oh, it's the snappy dialogue again. Oh, hey, there goes the mom from, you know, I was like, okay, this is all making sense. Like, boom, 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 boom. And maybe because it was a short show and it got canceled, but Buttheads, I was... I was I, I fuck with my hands. Don't yeah. fuck with Miss Maisel or Gilmore though. So I'll kidding. tell you, Rachel Bresnahan is fucking outstanding, and uh, Miss Maisel, and mm-hmm. so is uh, Tony Shalhoub. Also, like good all the time. Good all the time. He's the dad, right? He plays her yeah, father. Yeah, he plays her father. Um, there is an Alex Bornstein, I believe, who also yeah, won Bornstein. for who won for supporting actress. Right. Um, yes. So, also really, really good. I don't know if she was better than some of the other supporting actresses who were nominated, but this is Miss Maisel year. And what I was going to tell y'all, Miss Maisel falls into like this really good piece of white folks uh, comedy that is like, hey, we don't have to get anything to Atlanta, which is weird and black and. You know, it sits in this place. We, you know, we don't have to give anything to blackish. We don't have to give anything to insecure because we have this darling of a show, and no one's gonna question it. There were times where I uh, didn't, I didn't think that you know Miss Maisel was better than episodes of uh, Insecure or Atlanta, but I know. I, go ahead. Oh no no go ahead go ahead finish your thoughts because I got I got a couple thoughts on why. No go ahead. I've been talking too much. Go ahead. No, I was going to say exactly from what you were saying. Like, it's very um, – and, and I hate to put it this way, and it was why I kind of enjoy Bunheads, and, like, I can see the enjoyment of this. It's milk toast. It's something that's palpable for everybody to, to, to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can watch that. You know, you can sit with your wife and watch it. A white couple can watch it. Uh, a black couple maybe can watch it. Like, it's something that anybody can watch. And they're like, oh, no, no, this is safe. This is safe white folks TV. It's witty. It's got charm. It's, you know, it pushes an edge because it is about uh, a female comedian in a period of time when it was, you know, very male dominated, very old school, you know, women in the kitchen kind of deal. Like it, it, yeah. it hits those notes to go, it hey, does. look at us. We're doing yep. just enough, you know, and, and it's no fault to the show. It's yeah, no it, fault to the show. Yeah, like the, This yeah, is talking about it, the people voting on this that they saw it was like, hey, this show has just enough. For us to say, hey, we can nominate this for Emmy, and nobody will get mad. Like, I, I going agree to with you 100%. Anybody. It is not to take anything away from the show. It is more to talk about the fact that there were some things that I saw Issa Rae and Insecure do this year that people think is unreal. They don't believe that black folks live this way. They don't believe that black folks talk this way. They don't believe that this population of black folks exist. They think that mm-hmm. for you to be that successful, you have to be like white folks. And like Issa Rae is showing you a piece of black culture that is so incredibly personal. And, you know, obviously it speaks to us since we tend to, you know, kind of live in that space. But it, it reflects so much educated black life in a way that I, I have never seen anything else do, even more so than blackish because blackish is, you know, on a, on a network where it has to kind of fall to the lowest common denominator. A lot of times this is, this is like really, really poignant kind of writing. So, and again, not to take anything away from Rachel, Rachel Bresnahan or Mrs. Maisel at all. I just watched, Issa do some shit that I've never seen anybody else do and continues to do. Yeah. It it deserves it deserves to get a, get a shot, but 
you know what? Let's, I mean, let's call it it is what it is right now in this space, in this society, and what's currently happening in this country. You know, they, they, they want to play an easy card. Nobody wants controversy. Nobody wants a side to be mad at the other side or have a comment or anything. So we play something down the middle that's very old-fashioned, very old-school Hollywood, and which is Miss Maisel, and we run with it. Like, you just yeah. don't, you know, you don't give something. Because let's... Let, I mean, let's look at those other shows that are nominated. Let's not give Atlanta, which is another piece of a of black slice of life, yeah, put in a very surrealist kind of manner, yep. which is what I, I and honestly, this is I, I'm gonna say it like this, and I, I hate to say this, white people, white listeners, but it's almost putting the lens that like white people would see this as surreal shit, you know, like things that we do or things that we we experience like would be surrealism to it. And I think that's you know, it puts it in a very like edgy place that like, doesn't really hit those normal lines. Like everybody wants to go, oh yeah, I love Donald Glover. He's a darling. But they're like, I don't know about this show. Putting it up there is something to nominate. Barry, Barry's a very dark show. Super dark. It's a very dark show. And we're and we're talking about dealing with different things because you're looking at a dude that's dealing with, you know, certain items. Obviously, we're talking about subject of PTSD if you look at it yeah. and, and being affected and things like that. Maybe it doesn't come out in a way that everybody else normally sees it, but you get this darkness in this comedy with that. Blackish. What do we need to say about Blackish? Blackish well, is still trying. I, 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 I was going to say, wanna... Blackish is holding a banner, but it's not the same because we know who's gone. I, I was just going to say, we need to uh, eulogize uh, Blackish. Blackish? R.I.P. Yeah. Because yeah. no Kenya Barris, no show. Like, it's just. Uh, yeah. Without Kenya Barris, you don't have Blackish. It's going to turn into a normal abc show about a black family they're gonna turn into some cosby shit i don't know if it'll be normal but i know they won't have they're not gonna push those boundaries that they don't have the muscle you know there there was a show that abc wouldn't air um i mean abc let's let's put it this way damon we know abc and let's all of this is based on the current state of our country and current state of things happening in american society Everybody's trying to save their bottom line, and their bottom line is the those greenbacks. So, ABC tucks his tail. Boom, boom. I mean, it's Disney, but uh, it, I'm a Disney. Okay, Disney tucks its tail because if we go on a tangent, we can talk about Disney tucking his tail over James Gunn. So they don't want to yeah. mess with their bottom line. Yeah. So that's what they did to the show. So yeah, pour out a little liquor for Blackish because it's yeah. not going to be the same. Yeah, no, you're right, and it's gonna, it's gonna get toned down. And and, and here's the way. thing, though, it's okay, it's okay for that to happen. You know, they they told mm. stories that we've never seen in a way that we've never seen it, and it was funny, and they took oh, chances, just... and you know, we got we took Blackish for granted because it came on so fast, so hard, and people accepted it. Anthony Anderson. You know, everything that he's been able to do in this role, the fact that they were able to keep Lawrence Fishburne for as long as he did, and Auntie Jennifer, she good all mm. the time. We mm. took for granted that there hadn't been a show in prime time that was this black in a long time. Yeah. True. Very true. Yeah. But yeah, um, we, you know, we can spin through these shows, man. It's It's... It's a whole different thing. Like, you know, Curb, of course, once again, everybody loves Curb and we talked about why, you know, Glow, we didn't even get on the subject of Glow, dude. And if we want to talk about it, if they had to give it to one or the other, the Emmy should have went to Glow instead of Marvelous Miss Maisel. 
sheerly for that one episode with um what's homegirl's name? Betty is it Betty what, Betty Gilpin? Uh, Betty Gilpin's episode. Yeah. That episode. That yeah. alone should have got that an Emmy. She should have that that was almost an Emmy take home. Like, you know, episode for her. I, mm-hmm. Glow tells some real shit. That see this past season told some real fucking stories. Season two. It was, okay. It was some good. Like season, I don't know if it was nominated for season two. It was probably nominated for season one. It was nominated for season. It was nominated for season two. It was? Oh my god, that makes it even worse. Season two was so good. But anyway, moving on. Let's let's keep going down the list. Like uh let's do outstanding variety sketch series. Um Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live wins over at home Amy Sedaris, uh Drunk History. I Love You America with Sarah Silverman, Portlandia's final season, and uh Tracy Ullman show on uh that's the name of a Tracy Ullman show. On um on HBO. HBO? Yeah. The only HBO. one I would have liked to see is Drunk History. Yeah. I mm. just I find it so refreshing and so funny. I find SNL a lot of times to be damn near stale. But I do understand that it is the jump they, like the launching pad for all new fresh comedians. Other than King. They, they they do have um at least you know one or two viral things per year, and I think that that just keeps them coasting. Yeah, but half you know, of that shit is problem. written. But half of that shit is written by people who come in as guests. Guests. It's it's not always written by the cast themselves. It's like guest writers, people. I I don't believe that Saturday Night Live should have got it. It's always it for some reason always is going to get it because it's just there's no show one show that can take it. But this season, past true. seasons. It, this show has gotten so stale and boring. Like, your skits just don't have originality. And you know when somebody else has written a sketch. Like, you can tell when, like, okay, the guest they had on, who is a comedian or who has chops, wrote this sketch. And it works. Or the sketch really works because they finally got a guest that knows how to work with the material and make it funny. But overall as a show saturday night live has gotten boring man it's and a lot of people are staying on there because they can't make it out how's the weekend update going michael che and they still bring it che Colin and, yeah, yeah, Colin Jones, they, yeah they but, still bring it so the thing but, about and here's the biggest part about saturday night live that will forever set itself apart from everything else writing you are forced as a person who is on saturday night live to write things in a way that will enable other people to access it and laugh at it. And that is what, you know, everyone there does. If you go in there, Lauren is going to tell you, look, don't write some shit so you can get a character on. That's not going to work. Write some shit for everybody. And because of the environment, atmosphere, writers that they have there, is basically comedy writers boot camp. Everyone who comes through there... Whether you turn in to be a star acting, you will always have a job to be able to write because you learn how to write through SNL. That is what sets the show apart. Plain and simple. Yeah. Um, so not much else to go there. Um, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. Uh, Bill Hader is the big winner here uh, as Barry Bertman slash Barry Block on Barry. Uh, for the episode called Chapter 7, Loud, Fast, and Keep Going. Anthony Anderson got nominated for Blackish 
on the Advance to Go Collect 200. Ted Danson got nominated on The Good Place for Dance Dance Resolution. Larry David for the episode called uh, Fatwa. Don Glover for the episode called Teddy Perkins of Atlanta. And William H. Macy. And William H. Macy got nominated as Frank Gallagher on Shameless for the episode called Sleepwalking. I don't Uh, like Shameless, and I never have. I don't get Shameless. It's been around for like, it feels like it's been around for like 10 years. Yeah, I Uh, I want to say it has been 10 years. And uh, I, I, I just, I, I know, um, I know it's not, but it's about a guy who's like a has many kids, and he's a tough dad. I don't know. I mean, he's but... a he's an addict and a and a mm-hmm. alcoholic. It's it's about like as dysfunctional as you can make a family. Mm-hmm. Like um, that's it's. I don't I don't get the show at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do get Bill Hader as Barry Bergman and slash Barry Block on Barry. He's been I great. I get him as He's Barry Bergman and Barry Block, but do I believe he should have gotten the Emmy this season? No. Over, you, I mean, the we know, only viable I mean, option is probably Daddy Donald Glover. Ted Danson is exactly. never going to win. No, Ted Danson wasn't going to win. He don't need to win. He's had he's had his, his time in the season. Exactly. Not, this is not, like saying, Candace Bergman will never win again. You know that's kind of that. Yeah, like he's that. basically doing his 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 victory lap as his career with the Good Place, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. Donald Glover as Teddy Perkins in that episode. That episode alone was just like some other shit, and it says so much. And for him to do that and to put himself in that character and in that space for an entire episode like that. That takes something, dude. You're doing something special. And maybe the thing is is that, you know, people didn't get it or they didn't understand it, but he did something special. Like, I got Barry's character. I, I get the whole thing, but nah. That that should have been Donald Glover's enemy. Uh, Damon? Y'all know, how I feel. Y'all, feel, y'all know how I feel about Teddy. Teddy is a damn work of art, man. And the fact that nobody even knew it was Donald Glover when he was doing it. You know, the next, like the other piece about the Teddy Perkins episode that will always get lost in this, Lakeith Stanfield did an incredible job carrying that episode. But it's overshadowed because people didn't even realize that Teddy Perkins was Donald Glover. People on set didn't realize that Teddy Perkins was Donald Glover. (laughs) And the thing is, maybe it's not a a straight-up ha-ha comedy, but it is a piece of fucking art, man. Like, I don't know. God, that shit was so strange and so good. And like, I've never seen anything like that. It, it was so crazy. Mm-hmm. But I love um, I love Teddy. I, I thought it was great. You know, Ted Danson is fantastic. I love his victory lap. I love his career renaissance. I, I think that shit is, is, is incredible. I, I find the good place refreshing and fun and new and good and all the adjectives. Obviously, I'm partial to what I see in Atlanta because there's nothing else like it. It's similar to Barry. I'll say that, though. Like As a dark comedy, there's nothing like Barry on TV. Mm-hmm. Henry Winkler, who won Supporting Actor, you know, I don't know about that one, dog. Like, Brian Terry from Atlanta definitely should have won that for Paperboy or Lakeith Stanfield. But, you know, whatever. whatever I don't know what y'all think. 
You know, for me, it really doesn't matter. What I what I am seeing is I'm seeing Brian Tyree and uh, Lakeith Stanfield and Zazie Beats becoming big Hollywood stars. That's and true. That's really what I care about for them. That's true. I see them. In, I see them in movies all the time. Career and longevity. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I see. Uh, I see uh, Brian Tyree in that new Widows movie, and I'm like, yeah. I see Lakeith with Stanfield in the new Girl in the Spider's Web movie. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. so I'm, I'm I'm glad they're uh, they're they're becoming stars. They're they're, they're going to be able to go from supporting actors to their own shows eventually, or movies eventually. Yeah, I think what Jay, I think Terry's on. He's on Broadway too right now too. I think right. he's on oh, there. Yeah. So yeah, he's on Broadway right now. So, so he's yeah. doing really well, man. It's, well, he's a classically trained actor. Like yeah. the, the Paperboy shit is like a stretch for him. <laughs> like people don't realize that until you see him speak. And you see that's him, not how. Yeah, yeah, that's not how he like, is. He's paper, not paperboy. Yeah, paperboy is an act. That's not homie in real life. Dude has his own line dance. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm just checking. He he was in the original cast of the Book of Mormon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but he has his own line dance. He did it on Jimmy Fallon. Like, that's who he is. Like, he's a fun-loving dude. He's really talented. Sing, dance. He's an actor. He's an, a real actor. So I think that folks believe that being a, you know, a rapper who smokes weed and does thuggish things comes so naturally to black folks that they forget that not everybody was raised that way. Like the amount of work that Bill Hader had to put in to be Barry, Brian Tyree has to do the same thing to, to be, be Paperboy. Paper yeah. But you know, whatever. And uh, Damon, I'm sure you're excited that Brian Terry is going to be in the remake of uh, Child's Play. He's the lead uh, in the remake really? of Child's Play. So you know, I yeah. have issues with Child's Play. I, I, you may not know this. For anyone who's listening, to get out the room and talk about it. Scott and mm-hmm. I have talked about this. Scott's really big about Child's Play. He likes it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the. I've never liked the series. Yeah, I don't like For the. Real? Oh, I love Child's Play. Man. Uh, I think uh, Chucky. Uh, when I was a kid, it's the first, it's the first horror series I've ever seen. And okay. my brother made me watch it, and I I uh, had a negative. Did the, wait, Damon, did the doll fuck with you, man? Because you just said he was a kid. So. No, no, it, it didn't age well. I went back and watched the original Child's Play a couple, probably a year and a half ago, when the last uh-huh. new, um, the new Child's Play movie came, and I was like, man, this shit is terrible. It just hasn't it's... aged well. And it's it's a cult horror movie. It's a cult horror movie, dude. Just like think about it. But people found like that shit scary, movie. though. Not cult. Like my, my sister went and saw that shit in the theater. For the yeah. time, it was scary, man. To have one of them dolls, man. You remember it? Was fucking I my, do. My buddy dolls. Was I popping. do. Like I completely a movie about a killer. Yeah. My buddy doll was some shit back then. It, it definitely. I was not a big fan of it. I was not a big fan of that. Yeah. Look, close my eyes at a time. I, I, but I was watching it like. That was the I best was, thing. I was, I, was, I was like eight years old when we saw that. Maybe yeah. even younger. Oh, yeah. So yeah. That, uh, it'll mess with you. Yeah. Yeah, like I, uh, I just want to see I, him I, get roles I, that, that he can shine like, in. I do remember there's the one that I that when I realized it wasn't scary was the one where it's like a summer boys summer camp. No, it was a military like school. A military camp? Yeah, it was a military school. school. That was Child's Play 2. It was three. Oh. No, was that three? I thought yeah, it was, was three. Two. No, I was on last yeah, night. I, yeah, oh, I, is that Child's so, Play? I get them so mixed up. I forgot what two was about then. Uh, that's when I realized, yeah. oh, this is this is not as bad as I thought. Yeah, it was and, three uh, where he was at the military school. Oh, uh, that's with the little black kid, right? Yep, it's bad. 
Back, yeah, back in horror movies, they always had one black homie that had to go out. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. All right. Um, so um, uh, I stand in lead actress in a comedy series. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan wins. Um, Pamela Adlin, Adlin uh, wins for uh, Better Things. I didn't even realize that was still on for the episode yeah. called Eulogy. Yeah, she's good. Pamela Adlin's very good. Show's I good. did not... Uh, Allison Janney again um, for uh, nominated again for Mom. Yo, I uh, watched Ray. some. I've watched some old episodes of Mom, and it's still not funny to me. Dude, it's the worst. It comes on uh, FX now. Um, I guess it got syndication somehow. It's on Nickelodeon. Mom. Yeah. Late oh, you night. Mean, Nick, Nick at night. You mean Nick, yeah. Nick at night. Yeah. So Nick Are at night. S- Has it had that many episodes? Yeah, uh, they're closing oh, in on a hundred at least. Yeah, closing. Yeah, I mean 23, um, 24 episodes a season. It's season four, right? Uh, wow. Tracy Ellis Ross as Bo Johnson for the episode Elder Dot Scam, Elder Scam, mm-hmm. and Lily Thompson, uh, Grace and Frankie on the episode called Home. That's weird. Uh, so Issa Rae was nominated for the episode uh, Hella Great which is the season premiere of season 2 which Uh, is strange because I think that there I think she showed more emotional range and chops throughout the rest of the season but but remember uh, this is comedy series so they probably were like oh well she should be funny we don't want to watch emotion no man, like the yeah. there are so many moments in season two, um, you know where where she gets taken off the road from. We got y'all uh, the the finale, that moment that we talk about where she and and then, um her ex are in the room and that they get that moment of closure that nobody ever gets. Like like there's there's some really legit good stuff happens inside uh, uh, that show. But, you know, fine. Like I know people don't appreciate Insecure and Issa the way it is. And, you know, I think we all recognize that that's, that's going to be what it is. Yeah. Um, anything else to talk on? Um, did any, any of these performances in this season? We, we talked about original Brosnahan, but any, anyone else? Pamela Adlin? Allison Janney, Tracy Ellis Ross, Lily. No, nope. I mean Tracy did Tracy, but other than that, I, 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 again, we take Blackish for granted. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a time where motherfuckers are gonna look back on this time period and be like, "Wait a minute, y'all had this show on every week, and y'all wasn't watching this shit every week." <laughs> yeah, seriously, that'll be a long time from now when it's in the archive. I don't think it's going to be that long, but you're right, though. <laughs> when they try and rebuild, it'll be in the archives. Like, oh, shit, this show was great. It, it'll yeah. it'll come back as I remember this. It will. Hmm. Yeah, nothing uh, else to really say about that. Continue on. Okay. Um, okay. So let's go to some of the, uh, uh, the supporting nominees. And let's talk about... Henry Winkler, the Fonz. I believe the, this is his first Emmy win. First, in, it is. In, it in, is. In, in almost 50 years of acting. Yeah. Uh, uh, as Gene uh, as as Cousineau on Barry for Chapter 4, Commit to You. Louis Anderson, uh, he won last year. He did for, win. Uh, 
last year, uh, as Christine Baskets on Baskets, yep. uh, Alec Baldwin as Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live. I'm glad uh, that didn't win. That was the Donald episode. Uh, Titus Burgess as Titus Andromedon. Obviously, that's, that's where my fucking vote would have gone. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Paperboy in the episode Woods. That's uh, the one we, he actually got robbed in Robin season. Yeah, he actually got robbed. He had to run. He ran through the woods. Great episode. Uh, Tony Shalhoub. Yep. Oh, go for yeah. it. Uh, as, as Abe Weissman uh, yep. for Thank You and Good Night. And Mrs. Maisel. And, and uh, Keenan Thompson's various characters on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yep. <laughs> moving. We don't even need to talk yeah. about okay. it. Various characters, which is ridiculous. I, first of all, can I say this first, and then y'all can get mad at me later? I can't stand that dude. Nah, I love Keenan. What? Whoa. I cannot. I he's Keenan. funny. I find Keenan He's funny, so dude, funny. but for some reason, I just, something about him, I'm like, I don't know about that dude. You I, need to watch some black, you need to watch some black people Jeopardy. Yes. No, 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 no. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You guys are messing, you're getting it wrong. I love what he does on the show, but for some reason, it's something about the dude. I'm like, he's funny, and I respect what he does on Saturday Night Live. He does some great stuff. I just something about that dude. I'm like, I don't know, man. How is that possible to do this incredible, man? <laughs> I think it's maybe, you know what it is? I'm like, how the hell have you been on TV for so long, dog? Like, he's talented, you are, man. mathematically, he, you are older than me. Mathematically, he, he's what? He's in not his 40s, look, right? he, He's not looking to use Saturday Night Live as a jump off. He's looking to just collect a I believe paycheck. because he yep. knows he can't jump off. That's not true. Dude already had his own. He had two of his, three of his own series before he got to Saturday Night Live. Okay. okay. All right. So let's talk about that because I'm gonna go in. Yeah, go ahead. Because Keenan and Kel, let's let's just call it what it was. Keenan and Kel. Keenan was a straight funny. man. Yeah, Keenan was a straight man, but Kel was bringing it. Kel was the thing that had. But who wrote a lot of that shit? Who was the one who took the characters in that, a lot of those directions? Dude, head of the class. Yeah, and Keenan. You don't get. I will go with Alex and say you don't get the the, the acting awards from doing the writing. You get the acting. But you also don't get the writing awards for being a straight man. But being a straight man is sometimes much more difficult than being the funny guy. Which is why Kel damn near disappeared, and Keenan has literally been on television constantly since he was like thirteen years old. It's really difficult for me to like to say anything against what Keenan has done. His career stands for itself. Dude is still funny. He's creating characters that are hilarious. The Black Jeopardy shit, the shit with Tom Hanks, dog. Or if he hit you, oh, that Tom Hanks one. Oh my god, yeah. Like yeah. when he started dancing, when Cuz got a a three piece vest. That's double-breasted. He got a double-breasted maroon vest. Come on, y'all. Yes. Yeah. Like, Keenan Cullen, look, man. Look here. Once good, again, dog. Once again, bro. Once again, my man. I'm telling you. I, I understand and I appreciate his body of work. See, but it's still something. I'm just like, no. No, bro. Like, I look at you. I'm like, no. Yeah, I, love I just Keenan. don't know why. I love Keenan. Uh, you're never going to say nothing bad about Maybe because I want Keenan to do more, dude. Maybe it's because I'm like, dude, I don't want you in this space for the rest of your career, but you Why? can't get out. He can. He's had Is he officially the longest running player? He is, yes. Player? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I guess you know what? If a black person had to break something on SNL, let it be that. Well, it was Tim before him. <sighs> was it? Yeah. Oh my god! All but right. think about it like this: Keenan is writing. He's doing good roles. He's you know, he's pushing a lot of the belt. Like he's trying to help people get better. Keenan is not just sitting up in Thirty Rock, you know, trying to make sure that he's the only black dude there. He's trying to help people get there. He's trying to help comedians get there. Keenan is look again. You ain't gonna give me say nothing bad about Keenan. I, I, brother, I feel you and I understand completely. I'm just saying. Every every woman was every woman in history was nominated except for any on, on, on uh, Insecure were nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a, in a Comedy Series. It's won by Alex Borstein, Borstein as Susie Meyerson on Marvelous Miss Maisel. Uh, Zizzy Beats as Van, as Van Kiefer on Atlanta for the episode Helen. A.D. Bryant for various characters on Saturday Night Live, specifically yeah. the Chadwick Boseman episode. Uh, Betty Gilpin as Liberty Bell on yeah. Globe. I thought so Betty Debbie, Gilpin probably should have won that show. Debbie okay, does so something. Get, yeah. Leslie does. Jones as various characters on Saturday Night Live for the Donald Glover episode. Yep. Kate McKinnon for various characters on Saturday Night Live for the host Bill Hader. Uh, Laurie Metcalf as Jackie Harris on Roseanne, No Country for Old Women. And Megan Mullally is Karen Walker and Will and Grace episode Rosario's Quinceanera. So, yeah. can I s- go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, I was just thinking about Rosario's Quinceanera. That was a great episode. Oh, that's right. You you actually have been watching Will and Grace. You watched yeah. it this season, right? Yeah, I, I, I remember us talking about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was. He that means was that it was a long time ago. <laughs> he said it's it came funny. out with. Yeah. Still funny. Yeah, no, continue on. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, so I, Alex, Alex Borstein, what do you think about her character on Marvelous Miss, Mrs. Maisel? And uh, the, the episode that she won for was Doink. Um, what do you think about that? I don't. Okay. Because <laughs> I haven't watched it. So. Okay. <laughs> no uh, thoughts on it. I mean, uh, Damon, Damon, what do you think about it? I think she was Good great. Episode? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good episode. And again, like like we said before, I don't find any problems with Ms. Maisel. I just don't know if it was better than some of the other stuff. And I definitely don't know if Alex Bornstein was better than some of the other people that are nominated with her. Like, I'm actually happy for her because I didn't think she was ever going to be anything other than Lois. And Lois, Lois Griffin. Yep. Yeah. Or Ms. Kwan. Right. Well, like a very, very racially unsensitive Miss Kwan. Incredibly racist. Um, I didn't think any like she was ever going to be. Let me take that back before we find out. She's not part Asian, is she? Because I don't want to be wrong about that. Look, uh, that should be known to me. You're not going to give me say nothing either. <laughs> Too late. You you agree with the incredibly racist part? True, it is. I said it. Yeah. Um, I just didn't. I didn't love it, man. But you know, I get it. Again, this is this is like the like Betty Gilpin. Ladies, it should have probably won this award. She should have won that award. If it's not going to be, you know, Van, although I don't know if Van's work is going to be consistent enough against what you saw in Alex Bornstein this particular season. Because for a woman who has been trend-setting in her voice work 
and even some of the singing that she's done, it, she she's absolutely incredible. So it is nice to see her be recognized for some of her in front of the camera work. I yeah. just don't know it's yeah. better than some of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. All right. So just really quickly, I know you guys probably um, watch uh, these variety specials. So let me double check. Uh, gosh, what did I just miss? One second here. Um, outstanding directing in a comedy series. Uh, we've got the pilot of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. We've got the Atlanta episode called Fubu. We've got the Atlanta episode Teddy Perkins. We've got the Barry episode, the pilot, uh, chapter one, make your mark. Big Bang Theory, the bow tie asymmetry, uh, Glow, the pilot, and Silicon Valley, initial coin offering. Uh, so I assume uh, you were thinking about Teddy Perkins, uh, uh, both of you guys. Uh, what did you guys think about the FUBU episode? Ah, uh, those are head to head to me. I would like, say FUBU was incredible. FUBU was like. <laughs> I think I still have FUBU on my DVR. Yeah. And I will go back and watch it every so often just to be like, this was something like I've never seen. It was amazing. FUBU might actually be a funnier, better episode. Episode. It it's it is probably would be better for comedy, whereas that Teddy Perkins was like drama. Teddy Perkins is a piece of art. Yeah, it was. FUBU was just like flat out. I can't believe like, this shit is just great. It was just like this. I, I, I guess for me, that episode brought back like, you know, back home growing up as a kid. Like, you're, do you remember? Uh, and late, I don't know if you, but I remember late 90s FUBU, like when the FUBU jerseys came out. Yeah, first were like I could, not, I could not afford that. Uh, None of us had them, but yeah, no, I remember. Nobody when had a real one. You know, they always everything had a fake was fake. One. Yeah, everything was yeah. fake. And me being on the west coast of anything, we got all east coast fashion late. So you know, by the time it hit us, like y'all were like, I oh, you know, Fubu's kind of dead. But you know, remembering that episode of like brought me back to that space, and it was. It it was sad at the end with everything that happened, but just that whole like that whole anxiety of like nigga you got a fake fake Fubu jersey on like you know just that whole like do y'all remember that anxiety do y'all I, and it made Hell me go yeah. back because like, I used to I wear I used to wear knock me off shit so I, see okay my mom and, so my mom used to sell some of that stuff like she was a she was selling. Like some of the the clothes, so I would have like knockoff polo, knockoff um, Hugo Boss because Hugo Boss was huge. Knockoff, like I had all the knockoff shit. Not some knockoff guests, like a purple mm-hmm. guest sweatshirt, a knockoff. I, bla- I had a knockoff black uh, Hugo Boss sweatshirt, like all that kind of shit, man. So yeah. yes, the anxiety of being found out that you had some knock me off shit. Oh, oh, that shit is I- horrible. I, I I I never had to worry about that because I just I I never pretended I had cool stuff. I just 
my mom went to the the Sears and uh, we I bought whatever she could pay for in her card, and then my shoes were uh, at least I had some I had I had some filas I had some filas that's about it. Now, man, I always, always stay dope with the fresh Nikes on my feet. Me and Miles would go half. Like, hey, if I <laughs> if I put up sixty, you put up the rest, so I get these these Barclays. Get these Barclays. See, I man, I one time, dude, I had fake. I had two fake Mecca shirts, and I went and bought the shit on my own with the little allowance money I had. Bought the shit, went to school, made it through most of the day before somebody finally got me. Came home, told my dad the whole situation. He was like, yeah, boy, that's why I always go shopping with you. Yep. And I was just, from no. then on. And the fact that, like, uh, you, you know, almost made it. Everyone knew. Almost. But, and then it just, it happened. They got me. Yeah. Boom. Man, man, you ain't wear that shit again. Man, the bus ride home. Ugh. I got off two stops before my stop home because I was like, I just can't do it. That shame was so it. real, yeah. The shame uh, yeah. is incredible. And just feeling that. That was and that made a good that made a good episode. And it made me chuckle. It made me chuckle like for that moment. Now, given what, what happens at the end of the episode, um, very tragic kind of thing. But the whole like moment of looking at it from Ern's perspective of like going around and like, I got this fake fubu shit. I gotta try and get out of trouble. And then having, you know, sitting there and having, you know, <clears throat> Alfred you know, be that kid that was just always in trouble, like, nigga, I'll get you out of this. Like, just brought it back. It just brought feelings back to being, you know, a senior or 11th grade in high school dealing with that shit. I thought it was, I thought it was great. So, if anything, everyone can comedy, that shit. <laughs> everybody can. It's just, oh, late. You don't understand the pain, dude. Like, not only have I been the one to be ridiculed, I've been the one to do it. <laughs> Hell it yeah. Just, be vicious. Nice. Hell yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. We used to like look, I'll tell I'll put it this way to you, like like high school I went to, we everybody was inner city kids, all latch key for the most part. So everybody was going back home to the hood and we all had to wait for buses at a certain time. So like we would walk down and there, like from the high school there was a McDonald's and there was a Carl's Jr. And if you had face shit on, you had to walk that line with all these other kids, it was like doing that walk of shame in Game of Thrones. <laughs> and Negroes was just throwing their barbs at you, and everybody was just getting in. And you just had to take it. Just, ah, I miss it was those days. Cra- it's crazy how quickly everybody knew what was fake and what wasn't. Immediately. And, and the thing is, it, when you saw it in your room by yourself, you was like, this shit could pass. I'm Yo, good. it ain't that bad. This is good. It ain't that bad. <laughs> Man, first time you have a Negro pull your collar back from behind and yep. look at the tag, yep. game over. Yeah. Let yeah. me see the tag. And just like they had that kid, too, the Asian kid. I, I, I felt so bad, dude, because it's so real. The Asian kid was like, mm, nah, that's fake. Yep. You always you, had you that one, dude. actually had Asian kids at your school. That's very interesting. I, yes, I we not- did. I did. Yes, we it did. It was always like, it was always the Filipino cat that knew, and he no, always had fresh even, shit. Not even, not even a Filipino. Not even. We had like my school was, I don't know, like three thousand kids, and there were probably like 20, 20 white people. Wow. Wow. Uh, we were mainly we were mainly Islanders, uh, 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 Puerto Rican and Dominicans, and the regular American black folk. 
Wow. And like a couple a white people. A lot, a lot of, handful, handful. Handful. Um, yeah. They, they, they were weird because they went to go play hacky sack in the, in the courtyard while, while we used to, well, I didn't, but I used to watch some other guys do some rapping in the, uh, in the courtyard. That's all they uh, have, man. <laughs> That's all they have, yeah, dude. 90, like, look, we got to stay together and kick this back. <laughs> Let's kick this sack. Look, I, I, over there. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was called until <laughs> I actually decided to go talk to one of them because I had. Yeah, them, oh, I imagine that reaction. He's coming over, guys. What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Oh, I think boy. he's gonna try okay. to sell us weed. What do we do, guys? What do we do? <laughs> Lights just. Hey, what is that thing? <laughs> Don't let him ask, use man. it. It, Don't it, let him it, use it. Prepared it. Me, it prepared me for going to NYU, which was all, all, all white. Possession is the truth. Yeah. Um, outstanding, outstanding directing for a tele- variety special. The actually, no, you know, forget that one. Outstanding writing for a comedy series. Uh, the so, pilot of Marvelous Miss Maisel, Atlanta, Alligator Man, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Barbershop, Barry, Chapter One, Make Your Mark. Barry, chapter seven, loud, fast, and keep going. And Silicon Valley, 51%. Uh, Alligator Man and Barbershop, you think those are the two best written episodes of, uh, of uh, Atlanta this year? No. I think Alligator Man and The Woods. Yeah. I think those are uh, how, the best two. How about you, Damon? I see what you're saying about the woods, but remember when we talked about this when it came out, Barbershop literally foreshadowed the end of the season. Mm, Good point. Barbershop was an incredible, incredibly written show because if you look at all the foolishness he had to go through, to then that last moment in the chair, so damn good. So good. I really, really like Barbershop a lot. Obviously, Alligator's Man is great because Cat Williams got off, but there, there is something to be, to be said for Barbershop that I really, really enjoyed. I, you know what? It was good. I, can I say this much? I've never had a barber like that. Yeah, no, never, me neither. I've never had a barber. And I had a lot of people go like, oh, man, I remember having a barber like that. I was like, never in my life have I had a barber that did what Bibby did. Yep. Like, I wouldn't just have a barber. I'd be like, I got to go somewhere else. Yep. But, never. I mean, how, Bibby knew exactly how you liked it. He cut your hair perfectly. Perfectly. Because when you went with the other dude. Yep. You start asking he questions. He was like, what do you want? You just he was like, what you want? Like, what do you want to put on the Ah, uh, hey, can I, the realest shit ever on a on a slight tangent about barbershop shit. Do y'all remember the first time you said, and maybe it's only me, but the first time you said in a barbershop and dude was like, you want a one, you want a this. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? No, I I, I, was, I was sitting in there a while, so I, I managed to uh, pick up what was happening. It never was like that for me, dude. I could go in my barbers and be like, hey, man, I need a Caesar. I need a fade. You know, give it to me low all around. And dude knew how to hit it. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, it just became it seemed to become like to me, it looked like a new barber thing, like just very new, like younger barbers started doing like, I, what number do you want? What do you want this? Like really getting into it. I'll tell you my barber story that's similar to that. 
when I my freshman year of uh, at NYU, you know, I, I've been going to the same barber since I was a kid, and then I went to NYU and I was living on campus, and I was like, man, do I want to travel all the way to the Bronx to get my hair cut? That's so far. It's like two hours, man. Oh. And then, and then, so like I, so I'm walking the streets and I see, oh, barber school, uh, five dollars for a cut, and I was like, man, I don't have any money. Five dollars sounds like a great thing. So I step in. Um, uh, Hispanic dude comes over. He's gonna cut my hair. It's barber school, and I said, "Can I have a Caesar, please?" He's like, "I don't know what it is." Oh. I, like, I, I shook. I was shook. I was very. I, I was like, "I don't. I, don't, I didn't. At first, I didn't know how to respond." Yeah, it's I like, like uh, I should have spent that five dollars going uptown to get my fucking haircut. <laughs> uh, and I said, "Just, just do it even all around," and it was, it was, it was awful. I had. I mean, and this was like maybe like two weeks after school started, so oh. I was like. Cool. So I had to discover, I don't remember how I did it. So this would have to be 2001. So this is pre-Google. I, I went online and I was like, barbershops near me. And, um, I, and I went to like three different barbershops. And then I had to like, I, I stepped in and then I had to make sure that the barbers had like an like a island accent. And I like, oh, all right, this is a disguise Jamaican. I, I know, I, he don't know what I'm talking about. So then that was my barbershop for the rest of college was, was at least a Jamaican dude, and I was like, and I would, I would, I didn't have to go all the way up to the Bronx. It was, it was about twenty minutes, so twenty minutes off in, um, in, in Manhattan, and I was like, oh, all right, at least, he's, at least he's from some island, and I can, I that 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 knows what they're talking about, and I can deal with it. So yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous because at BC yeah. there were like the <laughs> the closest black barbershops were not close, so we just all learned mm-hmm. how to cut hair. <laughs> no, seriously. Me and all my roommates, everyone learned how to cut hair. You learn how to shape yourself up, even your mm-hmm. back with you know two mirrors and an edger. Like, no, that's insane. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I did that once. Once. Uh, every single person in our in our in our shit knew how to do that. Everybody. That's that's good. That's very very good. Uh, um, these two episodes of Barry, uh, Chapter One, the pilot, and Chapter mm-hmm. Seven, Loud Fast, to keep going. What do you guys think about that? So I like Barry a lot. I thought the the entire season was great. Um, mm-hmm. Any time where I get to see a lot of Hank, I thought it was fantastic. No uh, ho Hank. Yeah, no ho Hank was just goddamn that, that dude. Good. That dude is amazing. He is man. It's like he was. He was hilarious every time on screen yeah good all the time but bill Hader did a great job man it was written well like you could tell it was very well researched like they they did all their all their stuff man like they from the acting scene aspect of it you know and they talked mm-hmm. about you know people getting acting jobs and commercials and like the right. like the acting shit to the the killing shit to like everything as crazy and so far apart as these two worlds were all of it worked so to that extent you know i think they did a great job with it um so let's uh you guys watch uh, stand-up specials right so how about john mulaney outstanding writing for variety special john mulaney wins for kid gorgeous (laughs) at radio city uh, we've got Full Frontal with Samantha B, The Great American Puerto Rico, It's Complicated. Uh, Michelle Wolf for Nice Lady. Uh, Patton I Oswalt like for Nice Lady. 
Patton Oswalt for Nice uh, Annihilation, and Steve Martin and Martin Short, an evening you will forget for the rest of your life. Uh, so John Mulaney, I, I've heard a lot of good things about John Mulaney, uh, John Mulaney special. Um, I've probably only seen about three or four specials this year, and none of them got nominated. Not the Hassan Minhaj. Uh, I saw Homecoming that. King. That shit was dope. I, I'm amazed yeah. that shit. You know, Homecoming King was dope. Uh, Hassan Bai. Yeah. Uh, there was another one that I saw recently with a woman. Um, gosh, I forgot it. Forgot the name of it. But um, uh, yeah. But you guys saw any of these specials? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't find John Mulaney particularly funny. Me either. That's what I was going to say. I don't find him very funny at all. Yeah, he rem- he reminds me of a not quite as uh, observant Seinfeld. Exactly. Right. That's what I was going to say. He's boring Seinfeld, which they have proven to us by his show, Mulaney. Which was Seinfeld. Feld. Yep. He's not, he does yeah, he just really doesn't, um, yeah, he just really doesn't do it. Yeah, he's not he's not particularly funny to me. I like Nice Lady a lot. Yeah, you know, I, I think Michelle Wolf did a great job of uh of kind of announcing her arrival and her kind of step out from the Daily Show. Um, I really do think that Homecoming King probably should have been nominated because I thought Hassan Minaj did a great job with that show. Yeah. The Steve Martin thing, uh, like that's a that's a really specific type of comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, the the there's lots of music and zany and you know, I I don't particularly enjoy it all the time. I love Martin Short. Uh his Ed Grimley back in the day was one of my favorite things of all time. But mm-hmm. it, them together just don't really speak to my soul like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it was I mean I, I hate to put it this way. I love both of those guys, but it was like two old guys making jokes. That's a really good, like, that's a really that good can, way to put that it. can work. It, it can in certain cases, but it just didn't work in this one. It was like, all right, two white dudes making jokes. Like old guys. Two old guys making jokes. Um, if anything, like for me, Patton Oswalt's Annihilation, I thought was great. That He's funny all the time. He's consistent. Yep. Funny all the time. Yeah, uh, Samantha B. Uh, I didn't see the Great American Puerto Rico. It's complicated. I didn't see that. I didn't see Nice Lady um, because personally, I'm I'm afraid if my wife catches me looking at Michelle Wolf on TV, she will hurt me. That's really funny. <laughs> no, but no, I just I didn't catch it. I know it's on HBO, and I do need to sit down and watch it. I do look at her um, her Netflix uh, talk show, The Break. Um, just got canceled. Did it? Yep. Calm. Uh, poor girl. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I did watch that. Um, so yeah, I, but yeah, I just never got a chance to catch it. Feel bad. Uh, let's, uh, you know, this is, it's not on this page, but, um, how about an outstanding guest actor in a comedy series? Uh, Cat Williams as Willie on Atlanta, Sterling K. Brown as Philip Davidson on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Brian Cranston as Dr. Templeton on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda as himself on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, and then we've got Donald Glover and Bill Hader as hosts on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Cat Williams is the winner here. Um, what do you think about those guest appearances? 
the Donald Glover guest appearance was really good because again he's a writer. So And he wrote most of that yeah, episode. Yeah, so like you can write your way into scenes, it makes the show a lot more enjoyable. Right? Yes. I still didn't find it funnier than the Black Jeopardy with Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Oh, about the potato salad? Dog. That, uh, that is a goddamn showstopper. I, we yeah. still make that joke at work about the potato salad. It's great. That was great. So, the fact that that shit didn't get out, that's crazy. But I do actually, I loved watching Cat Williams be... Willie? Be, and the thing is, he was subdued. He was all the good things, but the Donald Glover actually stole the scene, which is the craziest thing. If you watch that yeah. particular show, you watch that scene between he and uh, Uncle Willie, he steals that scene. But Cat's great. So, you know, I'm glad he got it. I don't like I, I, I don't he... I don't like the SNL got nominated in there, but continue on my bad, Alex. Oh, no, no. I, I was going to say I agree on the SNL, but I think he did a great job. Like, I th- I think if anything, people that watched that episode immediately after watching that was like, oh, yeah, that that that's an Emmy winning like episode right there. Like he really brought something. And for him, <clears throat> it it was like that that was written almost as a true reflection of himself and his own Correct. career. Correct. You know, and, and absolutely. And I think that's where that really came from is that he could take that and work with it. And he was able to bring something that was unique and something special. I mean, there's definitely personal pain in that role. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, come on. This is Cat Williams we talk about. We talking about a dude and not to not to go into Kevin Hart, but the dude had everything up there. He was there. He was it. You, you know, were the guy. You, you were had the guy. shot. <laughs> yeah, like Kevin Hart said, you were the guy. But yep. you know, he was there, and then the fall. You know, watch that guy fall from grace. You know, from you know gun charges at the airport. You know, from you know the drug. Somebody you know, calling him the N word in the Target and fighting the security. Fight, yeah, fighting security and just getting choked know. out by a little person at a at a park. Like any number of wild things to happen to cat. Wild things that has happened and all of that, all of those experiences, all of that. And it's kind of shit. It's almost like, like speaking of Barry and speaking of, you know, Henry Winkler, it's like what that character was saying is like, take that and work with it. And he took all of that and he worked with it and he owned that scene. He did. He owned it completely. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give him for that against, you know, everybody else. Maybe they could have pulled somebody else as a guest. I will say this much. I did enjoy Sterling Brown on an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was really great. He was. Um, but Cat, man, Cat stole it because that was something else. It was also uh, unexpected. You didn't see that coming. Oh, when it, when it turned out to be Cat Williams, I was like, all right, we finna watch some ridiculous. You know, he getting ready to talk shit. He getting ready to do his Cat Williams thing. Yep. Nope. Exactly. He was just kind of tired. Just, man. Yeah. Go ahead, Late. What were you going to say? Wanda's Outstanding Guest Actress in a comedy series. We've got Wanda Sykes as Daphne Leto on uh, 
on uh, Blackish. We've got uh, Maya Rudolph as Judge Jen on The Good Place. We've got Jane Lynch as Sophie Lennon on The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Uh, Molly Shannon as Val on Will and Grace. And then uh, Tiffany Haddish and Tina Fey as hosts of Saturday Night Live, with Tiffany Haddish winning for her turn as host on Saturday Night Live. Any thoughts? Should have been Maya Rudolph. Should have been Maya Rudolph as Judge Jen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love hey. Tiffany Haddish. So mm-hmm. I do too. But Maya Rudolph. Look, can we talk about the burrito? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> that was mad. Yep. Her and that burrito, man. She took a damn burrito. Sitting there with a burrito and killed an killed an episode. Yep. She like she's Maya Rudolph is it's almost unfair how funny and what seems to be natural and easy for her. Where everybody else has to try to act and do shit. Maya Rudolph just seems like she show up and she's immediately funny. Yes. And Let me, go ahead. Like. No, 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 nothing. I'm just looking through some. Uh, I'm on the Emmys website right now. I'm just looking through some of the other uh, nominations, just trying to see if there's anything interesting to talk about. So yeah, there shouldn't be too much the, left. No, no, I'm no. looking at the technical. These are just like technical. Are the technical awards? Yeah, yeah. That they, like the, that they get out. They give out before the actual award show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are the, the Emmys they get the night before the Emmys. Yeah, they just yes. like, hey, you want an Emmy award? There you go. Here you go. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's what the guest uh, nominations were. I had to go to the Emmy website to figure out who got yeah. nominated there. Yeah, those um, came yeah, out Emmys, early. The Emmys is kind of dirty. I'm just gonna put it like those that. came out like, early. Can we? All right, look. Can we talk about the hosting? I don't know if you guys watched it. I didn't watch it with Colin Jones and Michael Che. I heard it just wasn't that great. I actually, I didn't hear much good about this this Emmy Award show. It just seemed it like it is one of the lowest rated Emmy Award show. Um, yeah, yeah. Wasn't on a Monday. It yes. was on a Monday against because they didn't want I guess go against Sunday Night Football. Football, <laughs> football? Yeah, stupid because you went against Monday Night Football. Yeah, but Sunday Night Football is bigger than Monday Night Football. Yeah, is it at this point? It depends yeah. on teams. Yeah, it depends. I don't know who was playing that Sunday night, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe Giants, it was, was it? the Giants and Cowboys. Yeah, and that's, oh, a, that's yeah, nobody a, wanted to watch that. No, no, that's a big game. What are you talking about? Nobody wants to watch that. Giants Cowboys. That's a that's a big end of um, division just rival dump game. On the, I'm taking a dump on the Cowboys and the Giants. That's all, that's, y'all. I know. I know it's a big. I know it's a big deal. I'm just hating on both teams. Okay. Um, okay. So let's see. Um, so just in general, you know, um, it's it's been a year. Um, I you know I haven't been <laughs> I've been watching I haven't been watching much. Um, I did I did manage to, you know, I decided to check out um, a Grownish on Freeform, and I have to say I, I really enjoyed it for the I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna butcher her name. Yar Yara Yar Shahidi. Shahidi. Um great, great on the show. Um all, I, I, I grew to enjoy uh, pretty much all the characters. I, I really mm-hmm. 
my 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 um you know I know Yara is the is the main character in most episodes concentrated on her, but I, I I did enjoy the girls who played the twins most. The the one episode that really yeah. concentrated on, on them towards the later end of the season was 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 one of my favorites. Um, I I I like uh, Yara also is, is, is a fashion icon. I I'm like pretty much every episode she's like ten different hairstyles go happening throughout the episode. I, I thought it was very very cool. Um, she she has good lead presence. She does. Um, she can carry. Uh, she's yeah yeah. Um, she has good lead presence. Um, the uh, I I like the fact that she was kind of dated around throughout the entire um, you know thirteen episode first season. She you know she's got multiple. She's still not she she doesn't know much about relationships, but she knows that she wants to be in them and she's handling them very mature. Um, uh. Yeah, uh, so I, I that's just just you know that's kind of one of the things, the few things I'm watching, and I, I can't wait to see um, the season two. I, I don't I don't know about the um, what's the name of the teacher guy again? Um, Dion Cole. I wish there was. Dion yeah, I, I like him, but like I wish there was he was doing more other than just being in the one. I think I don't know if there are any scenes where he's not just in that classroom. He, there so isn't. You, there isn't. Yeah. Charlie's yeah. absurd. He's he's mm-hmm. placed there to be absurd. That's just mm-hmm. who Charlie is. Okay. How did they even line that up that the character all of a sudden is at her college? He's hustling. What are you talking about? He is. He has worked for one of the biggest marketing companies in yep. uh, in Southern California, and yep. now he's teaching a, a class on digital marketing. Yep. So he's okay. So he just took the role he hustled in and just traded up. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So, what else uh, have you guys been watching that you want to talk about? <laughs> it, it, look, y'all know where I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start here anyway. My favorite show right now is one of the funniest shows out right now. It's called The Detroiters. Yes, sir. It I'm with is, you there. It is on Comedy Central. Uh, Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson, these two create um, just an absurd kind of lifestyle in Detroit that it's just funny every damn show, man. Every episode is ridiculous. So ridiculous. And they do it so, so well. So well. Sam, look, both of them are great. Sam Richardson, though, is really just like, yep, that brother, man, like somebody's going to have to realize that that is a funny dude and yep. he can do a lot. Like, not just from like, oh, hey, that's the dude from Veep. Like, people yep. need to watch, you know, watch this show. Yep. Like, it's just, oh, my God. So I'll tell you this. I I caught into it late. Um and I watched the whole second season through from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I saw a piece of the first season. And then I went back and was like, I need to watch this whole thing before the second season gets started. And my wife and I, dude, we were in fucking tears. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous some of the stuff that they do and how they make it all work in this show. And the whole premise of the show. I don't know if you know what the premise of the show is. Late, but they're advertising. Yeah, they're they're, yeah. So they're advertising guys, and Tim's dad 
owned a big, used to be a really major advertising firm before he like lost his mind. And so it's him and Sam and them just going around. And every episode revolves around them doing that. Like a pitch is always in there for like trying to sell a product, trying to get a client and the commercials they cut and just amazing. The pitches they throw out amazing comedy. Like they're just very, just on the fly. It, it feels very natural. Like, I don't even know if these guys yeah, knew each other outside of that, but I think they, they are both from like Michigan, right? I believe so. They're, they're, natu- they're both from there are a lot Detroit. of like really like Michigan kind of, small jokes that you wouldn't necessarily know like i would talk yeah i talk to my friends from detroit and they'd be like yeah that shit is a pure detroit callback but like i don't know if they're friends before but the chemistry they have is second to none on tv dog these motherfuckers are incredible yeah it's it it is so so damn good and i'll tell you when sam was dating the hood chick yo Oh my god! And he proper when they call him proper, and he Yo, was just no, I'll, on I'll, I'll, the floor. I don't talk proper. You know what I'm saying? No, no, yeah. no. I'm saying like he just killed it. So good, it. so good. And then they also have a young black lady by the name of Amber Ruffin who writes some of the episodes. She's really, really funny. You might have seen her on Drunk History. Um, mm-hmm. But she she writes. She's the um, Sam's ex-girlfriend, the cop. Yeah. She also writes some of the episodes. Oh. So funny. So funny. She's very funny. And does really, really well. So, yeah. yeah the, I, I, the Detroiters was my thing, man. Like, that. that's that's my one. If you, if yeah. you watch one show. Watch the Detroiters. You watch the Detroiters. I will agree. I'll agree. That's all I... Like, don't even ask me late. Like, nothing okay, else I'm watching gonna, I gonna, I is, is hit. Detroiters, my one standout show. Like, it's my sleeper show. It's yep. the show that, honestly, all of the people I know that, like, me and, like, my group of friends, that all of us were very on board very early for Always Sunny. Yeah. Like, we, we, we adopted it from, like, the second season forward. Like, I'm putting them up on Detroiters. I'm like, Always Sunny's going to go away, and it's dropping off. You need to watch Detroiters because this right now is the creme de creme of like comedy. Yep. Like sitcom. It's just all right, I'll put it this way. You just need to watch like one episode. And the episode in particular that I'll say to watch, besides the one that Damon just mentioned, is the episode when Tim's dad comes back. Yep. And Tim's dad is played by fucking Diesel himself. <laughs> <laughs> And it is the wildest fucking episode you have ever seen. And it will put you on the floor. Like, that alone. Just watch that. Like, Kevin Nash comes in and murders it. Dude. Great show. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Yeah. Um, anything that you guys are anticipating? Uh, anything um, you're looking to see that's upcoming? Any new shows? What's new in Netflix? Do they want to check out? There's a ton of Netflix things out. I'm not, you know, I'm not really checking for that. There is, there's a new show on NBC. Um, I think we should probably talk about that next as a as a show as a whole. What's coming up? Mm-hmm. So why don't we save okay. that for the next time? Just see what's coming out next. Right. If yeah. anything, I'll, I'll I'll put in one Netflix watch. Not that it's it's a comedy comedy per se. Um, but I will suggest it for people that I think it's it's actually funny to me. Um, is the good cop? Mm. 
It's very milk toast, mm. but the oh, good cop with Josh Groban and yeah. Tony Danza. Yep. It's yeah. it's entertaining enough that you can watch it. It's a little too long. It's a forty five minute, you know, episode show. Yes. Yeah, um, but it's good enough to be entertaining. It's not something that you're like laugh out, um, you know, loud funny. But it is funny enough to like watch it and go like, okay, I can dig this. I can watch it. I can have a good time. Not saying like. It's going to suck up your time. It's definitely something you can watch while doing something else. But it gets my thumbs up for, like, a good comedy show to watch. I like it. Interesting. All right. Um, okay. All right. So let's wrap it up there. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up. There's there's a whole bunch of stuff that, um, that we can talk about for next time. There's going to be a whole bunch of new sto- uh, shows, you know, the Jim Carrey show. Um, what is that called? All that stuff. Kidding. Kidding. Yeah, Kidding. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have, have, the Michael Gondry show. Yeah. Have you watched that yet? Uh, no, yeah. I'm not. I don't. I don't have Showtime. So yeah, Showtime. Yeah, it's uh, it's a darker take on Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, about a dude who lost the, his kid already. It's tough. Oh, all right. Is that is that what it is about that character? Yeah. So oh. just go know that going in. I, you know what? I probably won't watch it because I'm not that big on Jim Carrey. I I can understand that. Yeah, I got soured on him, dude. Like, he got too full of himself. I can understand that. Jim Carrey did? Dude, 30 years ago or 25 years ago, he got too full of himself, dude. Once uh, he but thought he, that, like, he could be a serious actor. Uh, but he was very good at being a serious actor. He was. He, yeah. he, is, he, he is. No, no, no. He's very good. Truman Show's good. You can't take any of that shit away from him. I'll give him Truman Show. Jim Jim Carrey's very good. What, what else are you going to give me besides Truman Show? What was it? The Majestic? Um, no. Wasn't feeling that Eternal Sunshine, Spotless Mind. Yeah, I was going to say. Awesome. That was about to be my next shit because I love Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> uh, that is one of my no. favorite movies. That's a focus great movie. feature. Eternal Sunshine is a great movie. Not great good, movie. Great. It's a great movie. Uh, he okay. Uh, he was he was decent. <laughs> I see that. Uh, it's a breakup movie, so you know breakup movies kind of hit me in a in a spot. Did Did it. you guys see the um the weird um Man on the Moon movie that came out on Netflix? Uh yeah, uh, Andy Jim and Andy or whatever. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, the one about him no, like, no, no. making it no, making no. Man on the Moon. The one about him making Man yeah Man on the yeah Jim and Andy. I think yep, it was called yeah. Jim and Andy, whatever. Yeah, and that and that just helped to cement how I felt about him, mm-hmm. uh, because, like I said, when he when he wanted, you know, he was going for this whole serious acting thing, he got way too full of himself. Got real method, and, dog. That was the only way. Yeah, he okay. Well, he got he got real method, but he got too full of himself. And even besides when he, you know, he made Man on the Moon, they were already talk about you know his attitude, how he was acting, like. He felt like his shit didn't stink and that he, you know, he could stand up there with some of the the other with some of the great dramatic actors that were popping, you know, in the in the mid in the late 90s, early 2000s. All right. All right, guys. Um, So. um, So let's let's wrap up the show for this week. Um, um, So check us out on Twitter. It's uh, Situation Podomy. Uh, my Twitter handle is late Gordon L A T E G O R D O N. Uh, Alex, where can people reach out to you on Twitter? Uh, if you, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Jiggy's My Day Job, that's me on Twitter. I don't hit it as much, but hit me up. 
maybe you'll catch me complaining about something like lace fronts. <laughs> and uh, uh, D- Damon, where can people reach out to you online? Man, y'all catch me at DAE021 or at Get Out the Room. Um, you can get out the room fan page anywhere good podcasts are found. I'm out here. All right. And so for Damon and uh, for Alex, I'm Leighton. Uh, good night, everyone. Look at the cash. Look at the cash. Look at the cash. I'm going to need all the fries you can give me, all the hot sauce, all the pie you can give me. Better be all in the end, don't have me in the middle. You better be all you can get high in the limit. Super fly for the Dumbos, plenty slides like a shuffle. Hit the cadence on my young bitch. Isaac Hayes, Billy Ocean, about the old hoe with the case. Later, folks.